Hi, welcome to the People Chronicles and Storied Women. I'm Anna Rose, and today my guest is Linda Bullock. Linda is the 2012 Miss Pennsylvania Senior America. Before we get into Linda's story, I want to ask you the question that everyone who is on the People Chronicles has asked. What is it that you want people to take away from our discussion today? Uh, That's quite simple. Um, I think it's that there is nothing any of us can't do. And I'm a living, a living person here. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> That's what I'd like them to take away. All right. Well, I want to learn a bit of, little bit about that story, about how you came to that, um, that realization. So first, though, I, did you always want to be a pageant queen? No, I don't even think I knew <laughs> what a pageant was. Uh, uh, being raised on a farm in rural Berks County, um, that was the furthest thing uh, from my father and mother's mind. Uh, I always remember wanting to take dance lessons, and my father would tell me to put on my shoes and go dance in the onion patch. So uh, that was my dance experience. But uh, no, I, I don't even think I ever thought I had the opportunity to do anything like that. But, um, you know, being raised on a farm and learning the, uh, the ups and downs of the farm, and we had an apple orchard, and I was driving a tractor when I was 10 years old, which nobody believes, but I was, and... Um, very interesting uh, that, you know, who would have ever thought? I often think if my parents were here today, they would be going, oh, oh my gosh, only Linda. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just one of those people. <laughs> okay, so did you dance in the onion patch? I didn't even know they were. Um, no, I think it meant go plant the onions. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's go plant the onions. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm a New York City yeah, girl, yeah, so okay. I, I, we'll talk uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me now, so, all right, so you, you, uh, you grow up on this farm. Mm-hmm. And with mom and dad and brothers and sisters? Yes, I have a, a sister, as a matter of fact, that's 84 years old, and I have a brother that's 82, and then I have a brother that's 72, and I'm the little one, and I'm 67. I'll be 68 in August and very proud of it. Excellent. <laughs> I, I salute you very much so. Um, okay, so you leave the, you, you grow up, and you, go, you complete your schooling, mm-hmm. and then did you... Uh, have a profession? Uh, yes. Uh, after high school, I went into uh, Empire Beauty School to become a cosmetologist. So I had my own business when I was like 19 years old. And I had my own business till I was 21. And I became ill and was having a lot of problems and only to find out that I was allergic to the perm solutions. <laughs> so my, uh, my profession sort of went downhill. But I, I then married at age 21. Uh, uh, my husband-to-be had been in Vietnam for a year, and he came home, and we married and um, had two fabulous children. I today have a daughter that's 45 who works at the Reading Hospital and a son that is uh, 38, I had to think. He's 38, married, and has two lovely little children, two little boys, so I have two fabulous grandsons. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so you're on this path of you're this entrepreneur, and then you've find out that you can't continue mm-hmm, with that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so your life takes a a flip i mean do you went into another profession or what did you do well what happened then my husband and i decided that uh when i had the children that we would just learn to do without a little bit and i would stay home and raise the children so i did some part-time work but mainly it focused on the children 
that I was there to take them to school and, and be with them at night because my husband, later on in our marriage, he actually traveled. He was a, became a bus driver. So he was gone lots of times. So I was the mother and the father, which at that point was okay because it was work. And we were struggling young couple, and that was okay. It was, it was great. You know, I, th- I always felt we had everything because we had these two fabulous kids. Sure, sure. Now, so are you still married to him? No, no. Um, I was married to uh, Gary for 27 years. And every time I say that, it's like, you know, 27 years. But there were things that went wrong and tried to correct it. And um, I think it's easy to say that simple thing, uh, three strikes and you're out. And uh, so I made a move, a very scary move. Like I said, 27 years of marriage. And I went on my own. And uh, it was really funny because I moved down, well, not the divorce, but I moved down the street from where I lived. And... Um, went on my own and then I started working at the Reading Hospital to you know and so life went on for a while like that and um, that's about how that went okay so after 27 years uh-huh. of marriage you have two kids mm-hmm. relatively grown yes grown uh, yes, okay. yes so you're on your own so what goes through your mind at this point I mean how are you feeling at this point scared out of my wits. so you're in your late 40s right oh, yeah I, I was 50 I was you're 50 yeah, yeah, okay yeah. so you're 50 years yeah. old now really for the first time then in your adult life you're, yeah um, you're alone yeah it, it was scary and and the thing is I'm a very strong person always have been but I was I was scared um I had been diagnosed with asthma when I was 40 so when this all happened my asthma really sort of kicked in because of you know the stress and everything and it was it was not a a, a nasty divorce it really it really was nothing like that but I um, I was really scared and, and I I was really at a low point because I didn't know where to turn even though I had a good job at the hospital uh it, it was scary because I had for 27 years I, I lived in this nice house with my two kids and could remember my daughter sitting on the landing playing and it, it was it was a, a big decision it was not it was not one of those days when my divorce decree came that I was going oh yes it's over it wasn't like that it really wasn't but uh then I think uh what happened then like I said being at a low point I was very gullible um, which I never thought I would be like that, but um, didn't do any dating. Um, really wasn't interested. Didn't have time. I was working second shift. But I met a, I met a man, and um, like I said, at a low point, and he was a clever character and seemed to say the right things at the right time. And I think now I, can, I know what it was. I did then. At that point in my life, fell for it. It was an easy way out. It wasn't, it wasn't that I, I didn't, I mean, we started to date. It wasn't that I didn't love him, but I just didn't realize what was happening, even though at times I sensed that he was a control, a control freak. Um, what happened was the fact that I was at that low point. He had never seen the real Linda. And uh, so things were going okay. I, I sensed this, you know, he didn't want me out in the public, um, uh, but if I landed a, a big role in something and I made the newspaper then I was a showpiece oh, backtrack there yeah why would you why would you land in the paper as a showpiece what well well if, if I was if I like uh, the the Tony and Tina uh, Broadway show went through Reading and I got this is an example and I got okay. the lead role Oh, okay. In the so show. you, so you, did, I, so you're singing in your onion. Oh, oh, to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. just moved on. I just okay. moved on. Okay. But so I was, I was acting and and uh, and things like that. So, but when when it got to that point, then I was a showpiece. See, then it was like, oh, this is my wife. Uh, but it was not. It was not a good. It was a very bad situation. Um, I never knew. Uh, I never knew what mental abuse was. I when I heard that on television, I used to think, what is that? What is you know? 
crazy ladies get out of there when you start to live it it's like really something yeah so you come out of this 27 year marriage i guess yourself your ego you, you, takes a hit mm-hmm. your self-confidence yes takes a absolutely hit. um your sense of security is lost mm-hmm. and you need to start all over again yes and then you get involved with another man mm-hmm. thinking it's going to be better uh, but all this time, you're still singing and dancing, which I find that really, uh, yeah, I, personally, I find that admirable that well, you continue I, I, to do what you're loving. I think the thing is, um, I don't, I'm the kind of person, um, and a lot of people when they meet me, they'll say to me, how can you always be happy and you're always smiling? And my answer is, if you want to cry, I can do that to you in five minutes. <laughs> I do not believe that, that we're brought here to make make you unhappy or I don't think anybody wants to hear all that if I'm asked if it fits into what I'm doing yes but um so I I think the stage is what saved my life and it really did because I could go somewhere else and and that that I I realized later on in my life was what saved me because when things got really bad I would just go off to somewhere else in my mind and that's that's what I think really saved me that I did not go off the deep end like maybe a lot of women would have. Mm-hmm. I mean, really bad. Like you know, I never understood why why uh, women you know why would why would somebody commit suicide over a man? I realized that if I wouldn't have been blessed with the strength I had and the capability to build it back up, I can see how that happens. It really is. It's really something. So okay, I want to talk to you a little bit more about where you found that strength. And, okay, uh, but we're going to just take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and talk about that. Fine. Thank you. Entrepreneurs, nonprofits, everyday people need to tell their story. You need to connect with your audience. Find out more about how to use the platform of The People Chronicles to tell and share your story today. Contact us at info at thepeoplechronicles.com or 610-207-6573. Welcome back to The People Chronicles. This is Anna Rose. And in today's episode of Storied Women, I'm speaking with Linda Bullock. Linda is the 2012 Pennsylvania Senior America. Got it. That's fine. <laughs> okay. The queen. The queen. She is the, the queen. queen. Okay. Yeah. So in the first half, you told us a little bit about the, the stable upbringing that you had. Mm-hmm. And then you went into your uh, a very long marriage. Yes. Almost three decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you came out of that in a divorce mm-hmm. and then entered into another relationship with yes. a man that was, I can say, wrap it up in a little, just a, a phrase, of it, just a very unhealthy relationship. Yes, absolutely. Very unhealthy relationship. Absolutely. And so how long did you stay with this man? Well, this is what floors everybody because you also have to understand that being the person I am, um, I didn't tell people. There were three people in my life that knew what was going on. And there were times that I got scared, so I would keep in contact. When things would get bad, I would keep in contact with them, like telling them if, you know, if I would not be around for three days, you know, <laughs> check into it because something happened. Um, so I, I, I did not talk about it. And um, I think a problem that I had, and I was trying to get over that, is that Linda can save the world. Linda can, Linda can fix everything. And I think a lot of us have that. Well, guess what? You can't. <laughs> and so this is the big number after 12 years. Wow. 
And um, after I started to tell my story, when it finally did end, people would say, how did you do it? And again, I realized it was my acting. And also, I have this thing that I will not argue. I will not fight. I do not even like to raise my voice. So when things would get bad, I would just close up and walk away. And I would try to come, well, I would come back and try to talk about it, but it was, not, it was impossible. So after 12 years, um, I just realized it, w- it was getting scary. And I thought, you know, Linda, you've got to do something. You've got to do something. You've got to get out of it. Good for you. Good for you. I think, you know, when we talk about uh, domestic violence, Maybe I should backtrack there and say that we don't talk about domestic violence enough. And, uh, you know, my background, I come out of a criminal justice background and... uh and I, and I always found it that in, during those years, you know, the 15, 20 years that I was involved in the criminal justice system, is that, that that is one thing that we don't talk about is domestic violence. And, and you, you are living proof of that in yes. that you didn't tell anybody. You know, there's part of, there's reasons for that. Maybe you're embarrassed or maybe you don't n- know who to tell. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think, too, I didn't know why, you know. And now you have to also understand that what happened after getting into the second marriage I started to get my strength back. I, my health got better, and I was building up. So when he saw the strong Linda, which he had never seen, that's when things really, because he couldn't, when I say couldn't control me, I don't mean I would, but I, I just was, I was up there. And that's what he couldn't handle. But uh, like I said, again, I think that, and, and saying, you know, what made me, why I didn't do it, I thought about that, and, and was, you know, I was embarrassed I mean, here was a girl raised on a farm where my parents were married for 60 years, and, and I married for life, I thought, and I end up after 27 years divorcing, and then, okay, that happens. You know, I'm not the only one. Got through that. Then I marry, and now I got this dreadful situation, which, yes, my first marriage ended in divorce, but it wasn't anything like this. I mean, things happened and couldn't be corrected, and that was that. But I was embarrassed, and, and that's why I thought I could fix it. And ladies, you can't fix it. You can't <laughs> fix it. Good for you. I think you that's a good message. It. You yes, can't you fix cannot it. fix it. There are certain things yeah, you can't fix, uh, just to let that go. Yes. And so, okay, so you you let that go. You rise to the occasion of Linda, and you leave, and now you're again out on your own. And so then what happens? Then I see this stuff. Tell me now right. what happens. Well, now you have to understand, you said I let it go. No, it wasn't quite that easy. Oh, okay. Because when I went on my own... After 12 years of being degraded, and it would be like if I would call you every day and call you names, you know, you know, that's not who I am. But after a while, oh, maybe that is me. So I still had to come up and get out of that, and that took me a good... A good two and a half, three years, really, to be honest. Because uh, I remember being in a situation like if, if I was in a room and someone started talking loud, not even at me. I had to leave. I still have that a little bit because it, it, it all flashes back like it, they must be yelling at me, and they're not. And at one point I thought, mm, i got problems. But it, it's just what, thank God I have the strength that I can fight through that. And, and, and you know, if, if there are women out there that cannot do it, then you need to go get some help. And there's counseling. But I, I think I was given a special gift in that, that I could work through it and, and, you know, finally think, okay, I've got to do something to get out of this. And then that sort of led into this. Miss um, Senior Pennsylvania I don't really know. Somebody send in a letter about me to the director of the pageant, and I get a call. And This is 
2000. This is would have been 2010 ish. 10 ish, yeah. Okay. Um, and she's talking to me about this pageant, and I said to her, Excuse me, you want somebody over 60 to go in a beauty pageant? Do you wear bathing suits? And I remember it was complete silence, and she goes, Linda, that would be ugly, <laughs> or could be ugly. So she talked to me, and I said, I don't know. And it was not like some of these pageants, from what I hear, are like three, four, five hundred dollars. But it wasn't like that. I think it was. Sometimes I think it was like fifty dollars. So I thought about it, and I thought, oh, what the heck? And really had no money to like get a gown. So my sister, you know, helped me to get a gown, and and I decided to do a little sing and dance number. And I told you know friends and all that that I was in the pageant and. I thought this would be a way of lifting me up because I have some background in modeling. I said I'm an actress. Um, I like to help people, so I thought, oh, well, I can go help some of these ladies because it just was something to get away. So I, I go off to the pageant, and it was a, I think it was, a, two, it was Saturday and Sundays, and friends were there to see me, and I came in third runner-up, and I was tickled to death. And because what happened is that another reason I went in, I was working at the Topton Lutheran Home on the, on the Alzheimer unit, and uh, I was not a nurse or a high fl- I was a cleaning lady and I am not ashamed of that either and I was cleaning 33 rooms a day at the time wow but anyhow I kept saying to the to the CEOs and that we need volunteers up there and they say Linda nobody wants to be up there so I played this game with them and I said tell you what I can get you some publicity in the newspaper because I'm going in this pageant and I'm going to use it as my platform okay so you go into the pageant and you come in third yes with right. a platform that I could start that, yeah. yeah okay so that but then that doesn't give you nope, this crown. Nope, so nope, now nope. tell me about the crown. Okay. What year is that that you okay. get the crown? I got the crown. Uh, it was, I'm 2012. Okay, so you re-entered the contest yes. in 2012. Well, actually, it was 2011 because you run. Like, oh, I see. See, okay. it's sort of like actually, I was part of a, of 11. Actually, I was part of 12 and 13. It's it's sort of the way the it works. Okay, okay. Well, then they they wanted me to go back in. I, I said to them I was going to be part of this pageant for the rest of my life because it's wonderful. It's the age of elegance. It is not a beauty pageant. Uh, this beauty goes. This beauty stays. And that's what impressed me to the end of the earth. So at that point, things were going sort of downhill. I was having some low times. And they called me and said, Linda, come on, go back in the pageant. So I thought about, eh, what the heck, I'll do it. This time, I didn't even wear the gown I wore the year before. I went through my closet, found a gown from 1999. It fit me, pretty white gown, put that on. Did not tell anyone. Nobody knew except my little Bijan. She knew I was going to be in the Miss Senior Pennsylvania pageant. So you tell only your dog? On my dog, because I knew she wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> so I go off to York, Pennsylvania on a Saturday morning. My neighbor lady was watching the dog. I just said, I'll be going for the weekend. I have a cell phone. People can, meet, you know, can reach me. I go off. And I'm in this pageant. And um, that time I, I stayed with one of the former queens. And, and so we're there and everything. And I, you know, it's time for the finals. And um, I was interviewed by the judges. Everything went good. I'm my worst critic. Um, I could be doing something and you would say, oh, my God, Linda, you were outstanding. If I thought I was, I mean, I always say thank you. But it's like, no, I, I could have done this better. But I knew I had, I had aced the interview. Um, I wasn't worried about the walking. I had that down pat. And my I had philosophy of life. And then I had to do talent. And that went good. And there was only seven of us. And I was feeling confident. But actually, it's funny. 
confident to the point that I'd done a good job. It wasn't like, oh, I got this in the bag, because I don't feel like that. So, you know, we're backstage, and we go up on the stage, and we're standing there, the old holding the hands thing, and they announced the second runner-up, and, you know, lovely lady, she'd never done any pageant. I thought, oh, this is great, you know. First runner-up is, you know, so we're, the rest of us are standing there, and I, I, I'm one of these, I, I can always find the good in people. I try not to, you know, find faults. But I'll admit there was one lady that I thought, oh, my goodness, she was just out there a little bit, and I thought, mm. So I'm standing up there thinking, oh, I just hope the Spanish lady wins. I, you know, <laughs> I, I really, because she was so cute, and, and she was, like, real bubbly and everything. And all at once, she was standing next to me, and she's like, Linda, Linda. And I'm like, don't talk now. We're supposed to be smiling. She goes, Linda. And I looked down. The MC was down there, and they're saying, is Linda Bullock in the house? And all at once, I realized I had just been announced Miss Senior Pennsylvania America. And I look up, and... Everybody's standing. and was like, I'm getting goose pimples now. There was like 150 people standing, and I'm like, nobody knows me. Still didn't, didn't all fit into what was happening to me. It was funny because all the reporters are all over me, and they're taking pictures. And I remember I stopped everybody, and I said to the director, I need to talk to these people. And I told them that they had to print what I said, not what they wanted me to say. And they're like, what's that? I cleaned 33 rooms a day at the Topton <laughs> Lutheran home. I was raised on a farm. I was driving a tractor. That's what I want. And the one guy said, are you crazy? I said, no, because I want to be an example for the ladies of Pennsylvania. I do not have a lot of money. I am not rich. It's what is in your heart that got me here, and that's what it's all about. And they printed it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it really exudes. I mean, you exude that. You know, I know that uh, we had, uh, we've only met once before, yes. really. And at that point, you exuded that, that message. And I think that, you know, you've come from, you've, even though it's only been a few years, mm-hmm. you have come so far. Oh, yes, you know, absolutely. And you deserve to wear the crown, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And I think that many people in this state, many of the listeners, will also understand why you do wear that crown. Oh, yes. And, and the thing is, you know, when I won that crown and that banner, I mean, I, I was, you know, I'm so proud. But the first thing that came to my mind was it wasn't the banner and the crown and the roses. I had a voice, I've always had a voice, and people <clears throat> normally do listen because I, I, I'm not overly educated, but I, I'm, I have common sense. But I knew that now I could go with that, and I could focus on women and help them. And that's I'm still doing it. I still try to, to tell them, you know, look, forget that you're I – mean, yes, we need to take care of ourselves and be healthy and all that, but stay, stay focused and, you know, just be yourself. And, and the beauty comes out. This is going. I was much prettier when I was in my thirties, <laughs> and you know it's it's like be yourself. And so that that was the honor that I got. And uh, I mean, ladies, you know, go for it. I mean, and I, I know there are probably some that thought, oh, what does she think she is? It doesn't really matter. This is who I am, and and I'm real. <laughs> and I think you have your voice, and I think your voice has come through loud and clear today. And I appreciate I your so. coming with us. Oh, thank you. And as you said at the very beginning, there really is nothing that you can't do. Nothing. Any of us. Any of us. And I appreciate your coming. Thank you very much, Linda.